Hey, what's up guys? Tony Gonzalez here. Welcome back to Wide Open. As many of you know, I've started doing these solo episodes to give you more insight into my mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> these conversations are a combination of stories, some of your questions for me, and an opportunity to dive deep into the big themes that I'm most interested in. Let's level up. As always, I just want to thank everybody who submitted questions on social media about this topic. Hey, keep hitting me up. I like doing this. This is fun. <laughs> At Tony Gonzalez 88 And I can't wait to hear from you. Today, we're going to be talking about sleep. Ah, geez. <laughs> Where to begin? Uh, I firmly believe that sleep is the single most important thing you can do to live a happier and healthier life. Um, it's everything. That's why I've devoted a lot of time and energy into learning more about sleep. I've read books, uh, I've talked to experts, I've done the research. Uh, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I've talked to the experts. Um, and like anything else, if you want to get better at something, uh, you need to understand it. So today, I'm going to talk about what I've learned about sleep habits, misconceptions, and sleep, the science of sleep, and some of the things that have helped me truly understand sleep. By the end of the episode, I hope all will be able to sleep just a little bit more soundly. Or, at the very least, understand why you're not. By the end of this episode, I hope you all will be able to sleep just a little bit more soundly. Or, at the very least, understand why you're not. I'll also be answering some questions people submitted for this video. I'll also be answering some questions people submitted for this week's episode. So, having said that, let's get going. All right, first question comes from Rebecca T. What are some of the routines your family has acquired? Do your children have bedtimes? What's worked to help you get to sleep and stay asleep? Well, that's a great question, Rebecca. Um, do we have, yes, we absolutely have routines. I think any parent out there uh, knows that if your child does not get enough sleep, uh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's probably, be, before we even get started on this whole um, uh, discussion, anybody, especially the parents out there, they know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking about, especially, and the people out there that have been around little children. When children don't get enough sleep, uh, they become little animals, um, um, defiant, moody. And I think that says it all right there um, for, for anybody out there. That an that'll answer your question for sleep, you know, because... I think children are the most vulnerable and most pure, most honest with uh, with their body. They, they, they can't lie to themselves or use stimulants to, to lie to themselves. Uh, so if they're not getting enough sleep, they show it. Uh, they wear it on their sleeve, their emotions on their sleeve. Uh, and then as we get older as adults, that's when we go into that mode, okay, well, I'll just have some coffee or I'll just fight through it or this is my new norm. And we'll talk about that later. Um, um, so I think you know that that kids need their sleep uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, um, and so, yeah, my family, for sure. Uh, I have four kids, a teenager, uh, and, and uh, all the way down to five years old, um, pretty much 10 and, and 12 in the, the, for the two middle kids. And we try to have the littlest, uh, the littlest one, is that, is that a word? The, the smallest one, the youngest one, that's the word I'm looking for, the youngest one goes to bed every night at around 8 o'clock, 8.15 at the latest. Um, and we have a whole sleep routine for all our kids, like, you know, the whole tucking in cool stuff, which I think is great for kids. You got you to gotta learn how to do that as an adult, too, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, so the children, um, we put the youngest one uh, to bed around 8.15. The other, the middles, we call them, 
Uh, we stagger them out uh, because my my son he's different. Everybody's different too with the, with their sleep. The the two youngest ones, the five year old and the ten year old, they like they like their sleep. They don't mind going to bed as soon as you put them down. They go straight to sleep. My daughter is twelve. She's going to be a night owl. Uh, it looks like and and uh, there are different types of sleep patterns too. Different people. There are people that go to bed at um, earlier times and and the people that go to bed that the night owls the people that stay up later and they're saying this really interesting actually they say the reason be, uh for this is that back in the in the caveman days early uh human civilizations uh you had to be on on the lookout and so it was beneficial for the tribe to have uh certain people go to bed earlier because then they'll wake up earlier so so there's certain people that like get that get tired around nine o'clock um, and, and then there's people that don't get tired until around 12 o'clock at the, uh, your chronological sleep time. I think that's what it's called. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong in the, in the comments below. Uh, but it was beneficial because that way everybody was safe. Like, you know, if there was a, a, a woolly mammoth or some type of saber tooth tiger that wandered into camp or some opposing tribe member, you know. The, the rival tribe, they can invade you. So now, instead of having everybody sleep at the same time for eight hours a night, uh, when we'll get into that, seven to eight hours a night or more, uh, you you now only have uh, four hours where where everybody's asleep. And so it was a protection mechanism that evolution, the beautiful part about evolution, uh, it, it, it got it right. It gets it right here where it's making sure that that you're, you're protected. Um so anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting back to the kids' sleep schedule, uh, for sure. They, they, and they wake up happier. Uh, they wake up healthier. Uh, the 19-year-old, he goes to bed a lot later. Obviously, he's 19, especially now with all this, uh, you know, everybody at the quarantine staying at home. He's going to bed a little later, but, we're, you know, he sleeps in a little bit later. And everybody knows, remember your teenage days or teenagers out there listening, uh, listen to your body. Uh, you, if, if you need the sleep, get the sleep. Uh, and, and I noticed a huge difference when our kids don't get enough sleep or if they have a rough night's sleep. And they've done experiments with this where they started school times later for, for kids and test scores went up. Uh, suspensions went, went down at school by having a later start time. Putting a kid up, to me, it's ridiculous. This is one of the reasons why homeschool, especially for my older daughter that I was talking about, she cannot fall asleep uh, early. She will not do it. She'll lay in bed. I've gone in there at 10 o'clock at night, 1030, after we put her in bed for about an hour, and I'll walk in there just to, you know, make sure, you know, the good, you know, I, my mom always did this to me when I was a kid. She'd come in the middle of the night and give us a little kiss. Uh, so I do that to the kids. And uh, I've gone in there before, and the, my daughter scares me she'll look at me and be like hello <laughs> and i'm like what are you doing you can't and she's like i can't sleep and i'm like oh you poor thing uh because she's not tired but then she sleeps in late too she doesn't wake up till around 8 30 9 o'clock uh really late but she needs it obviously it's not like she's trying to be lazy or sleep in that's just what what her body is telling her that she needs uh and she can fall asleep earlier and so the school times that start at 7 30 or 7 45 or 8 o'clock i think that is way too early that's being selfish by the workforce saying, well, I got to go to work, you know, and I get it. We got to go to work for parents out there. We have no, you know, uh, they're, they're, what's the alternative? And so 
you get this child who's totally tired sitting in class and my daughter's grades were struggling. This is another reason we should do a show on, on, on uh, homeschooling, especially now, but her, her attention span in school was suffering. Her grades were suffering. They were like, Oh, she's got to be held back. And back when she was in second grade, and I'm like, what bullshit. I mean, she's a smart kid. She's not dumb. Uh, and sure enough, you know, once we started doing the homeschooling and she was able to sleep in that extra hour, uh, her grades, she, of course, she's not dumb. She's smart. And, and she did a whole lot better and she wasn't, you know, wasn't as talkative in class, wasn't as moody, uh, and all that good stuff. And the same thing goes for us. You know, you ask about our routine, my routine, I guess I'll jump right into it. I like to get, uh, get to bed during a normal, uh, routine, which everybody's routine right now is thrown off because of this, this quarantine. Um, usually I go to bed around 1030, between 1030 and 11. And my wife, she is that, that, that night out. So she won't go to bed. She doesn't get tired. Uh, in fact, she's kind of weird because she gains energy as the night comes. She's, she likes the nightlife. I like the nightlife, baby. That's her. Um, and so she, she doesn't go to bed till around 12 o'clock, 1230, uh, and then sleeps in later, of course. But that's, like I said, that's just how it goes. So that, that's our routine. I like to go to bed. Uh, I like to get my seven, eight hours of sleep a night. And that serves me really, really well uh, and all that good stuff. So, um, and, and, and you know what? I might as well get into it right now. Uh, the, the sleep routine, what I like to do, what I have is a sound machine. Uh, I have the temperature of the, since I just learned about all this sleep and I didn't do this my whole life. Uh, learned about temperature and how that affects your sleep and everybody's a little bit different, but they say they recommended temperature in your room should be between 66 degrees and 69 degrees or something like that. So I think it's right in between. That's the sweet spot. Uh, cause your body heats up as you sleep, um, in, in, in the night. Uh, and so that helps you stay asleep. Uh, the sound machine I use, uh, I don't like to have light in my eyes, especially when the sun is coming up. If I go to bed later. Uh, so I have a, I, you know, the eye covered little thing you saw, I think Lucille Ball used to wear one of those, you know, in the morning, those little, little silk satin ones. You can buy it on Amazon for 19 bucks or something like that. Those, those are great. Um, because it keeps the, especially when you travel, uh, when I travel to somebody who travels a lot, you know, it, it's hard. And, and by the way, when you do travel, your sleep goes down by 15%. Your sleep quality goes down 15% when you sleep in a, in a foreign bed, in a different bed. And so that's why I love to have all these little sleep hacks, we'll call them, where you, you can bring your sound machine on the road. If you're going to be sleeping in a different place, you can make sure the room is cool. Uh, and then you have your sleep mask and there's sleep, you know, essential oils that you can rub on you just to get that familiar smell. So it, you, want, you want to create the atmosphere like you're back in your own bed. That's what I do when I travel. But anyways, uh, that's our routine. It serves us well. Uh, production goes up, alertness goes up when you get a good night's sleep. Uh, and like, we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a bit. Kim G, what have you found that helps your body know it's time for sleep? Any good tricks to tune out and turn in? Well, uh, I think working out is uh, really, really good for you. You really want to build up that, that, exhaustion. And by, you know, by the way, before I answer this question, I just want to let everybody know there is a, uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure I'll, I'll preface this at the end of the show too. There is a great book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, PhD up at California Berkeley, Go Bears. That's where I went to school. 
Uh, and I actually had a chance to talk to this brilliant man, a uh, brilliant professor. And uh, in his book, it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's, it is a, it's a bestseller. This guy is one of the foremost sleep experts in the world. Uh, he's been studying this sleep. He's got a sleep institution or, or up there, sleep center up at Berkeley, I believe it is. And, you know, this is the guy. He's the man. And there's other men out there that, that and women, of course, that uh, there, there, there's the people out there that know how to, that are considered experts. But this guy is one of the foremost experts in the world. Uh, and to have a chance to sit down and talk to him, to learn from him, uh, it was it was great. It was game changing, really a game changing. Uh, uh, when I got to read this book, I highly recommend it. I think this book is probably the most important book, one of the most important books I've ever read, just because the impact that sleep has on your body it's 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 unbelievable. So, anyways, that's what I'm speaking from, uh, and then other other stuff that I've done research on. So when I when I'm speaking, uh, this is where I've got my knowledge, and I encourage you to go get the knowledge from 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 this book or others like it because it's it it is a it's a game changer before anything else i mean sleep to me is more important than anything else that you can do i'm talking dieting exercising supplement supplementation anything you do it, it begins and ends with sleep none of that stuff will matter if you're not getting the right amount of sleep uh it'll help you live longer it'll help you be happier uh, and all that good stuff. So what have I found works for me? Um, well, after reading that book and then doing the research, uh, I found that working out, like I said before, is a huge uh, help uh, when, it, when it comes to, to getting to sleep uh, when getting good rest because your body's exhausted. And if you think about it, you know, evolutionary, where we come from as human beings, uh, we're not designed to just sit around, okay? You don't, you're, you're not supposed to be just sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. And obviously that's something that we can't help and you got to deal the, the cards. You got you to play the cards that have been dealt um, if you have a job like that. But you got you to gotta move. You got to at least take that break um, um, and, and get your body moving because that makes you tired at night. And so getting a really good workout. Uh, and by the way, my workouts, especially nowadays, they're not hardcore. I don't, I don't crush weights, eat weights like I used to when I played uh, but going for a good walk, uh, just getting that heart rate up, getting your steps in, like all that, all that stuff, uh, making sure you eat good foods, uh, making sure that you don't eat anything three hours before you go to sleep. At least that's worked for me. Uh, that's really helped you know, going to sleep on a full stomach. Uh, sometimes it, you might fall asleep, but you won't stay asleep. Uh, avoiding alcohol three hours before you go to sleep. Uh, alcohol absolutely affects how you sleep. Caffeine is huge. Um, caffeine stays in your system five to seven hours. It takes that long to clear from your system. And as you get older, it takes even longer. Uh, and so if you're the type of person, you know, when the, when the waiter comes around after dinner and says, Hey, uh, would you guys like, and people order, can I offer you an espresso? And people want to help that with digestion and all stuff. I'm like, Whoa, um, that, that is crushing your sleep. Cause you'll go home and you'll go to sleep. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and the professor, uh, by the way, I'm going to get him on the show one day so he can come in and just drop knowledge on us. Um, but the professor said, it's like, you know, when you have a lot to drink or you have a lot to eat and drink and then you go home and, you, you know, you pass out or whatever, that is um, equivalent to getting hit over the head. If I, he's like, if I hit you over the head with a two by four, uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pass out. <laughs> 
Uh, but it doesn't mean you now your quality of sleep is not good. And then also you won't stay asleep. You'll fall asleep, but you're going to get up three or four hours later. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. In the middle of the night, you're tossing and turning. That does not help with sleep. And so for me, I do drink coffee. I drink coffee every day um, and a little bit of green tea and stuff like that. But I do all that before uh, 11, 12 o'clock in the morning. That's the last time I'll have caffeine for the day. Uh, and I don't use stimulants during the day. And so that uh, really helps me go to sleep. And then one thing that I that uh, the doc told me about, I used to wear sunglasses like most people. And uh, he was like, sunglasses aren't good for you. Uh, I want to make sure that, that at least that's the way I remember it. I don't want to uh, you know, mess up his words. Sunlight is a direct help to, to helping you go to sleep because our circadian rhythm, and by the way, circadian rhythm means your circadian rhythm when you sleep is when you wake up you know, with the sun and go to sleep with the sun, getting on that, that rhythm of, of normal sleep because that's how we did it. You know, we didn't have the electricity and the lights. We had the fires obviously at night, but most people were in bed usually uh, at the latest, whatever, 10, 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30. No one, no one stayed up all night. <laughs> and it was your circadian rhythm. Hope I explained that right. But um, So light affects that. Uh, and false light affects that. So I don't touch electronics before I go to sleep. Uh, an hour before I go to sleep, I do not look at the phone. I mean, casual glance. I'm talking about actually concentrating on a computer screen or on a phone screen. That light is not good. It keeps signaling. It, it signals to your brain that it's that the sun is still out. I guess, or that in light to your brain just keeps you keeps you awake. Um, and the sun helps you generate melatonin or when it when it shines directly into your eyes. From from what I read, from what I understand, like I said, please fact check all this stuff. Make sure I'm telling you guys. But this is this is uh, what what I remember. And so you, I don't wear sunglasses. And when I'm in on vacation, especially on vacation, if you travel outside of time zones, I think sunglasses are not a good idea just because your body's going to have to, it, I mean, jet lag is brutal enough on your body. It's so hard on your body uh, and to adjust. And by the way, speaking of jet lag, every time you travel, it takes uh, every hour you travel outside of your own time zone, uh, it takes a day to adjust one hour. So if you're flying eight hours, uh, like say you're going from, from LA to, to, to London, uh, you are, it's going to take eight days to really adjust to the, uh, to the time zone. And, and, uh, that makes it tough on your body. So, uh, but there are little hacks that you can do. Look them up online. I know some of them are taking melatonin pills that you can, you can use to help you go to sleep. And by the way, you can take a little bit of melatonin. I believe it's three milligrams. Three is the number from what I remember at the most. If, to help you fall asleep a little bit later because you don't want to become dependent on it um, on any type of sleep aid. You don't want to become dependent on it uh, because I guess it messes with your, your, your body. So it's not as good. So I do, uh, I do that. Like I said, working out, um, no sunlight, no electronics before I go to bed. Uh, I think meditation really helps. You want to be stressed out. You want to shut your brain down. I think a great meditation, a, there's sleep meditations. Look them up. There's apps. Uh, they're, all, they're all over the place. Uh, that, that will help you meditate before you go to bed. Uh, I think it's a great way to calm down at the end of the day. Let, let everybody know. Let your, your body know it's time. You, you try to stick to the same routine. You try to go to bed at the same time. That is another crucial step to getting good sleep with these people 
people out there that go to bed, you know, you go to bed at one night at 10.30, then the next night you go to bed at 11.30, and then one o'clock the next night, and then 10.30 the night after that, your body doesn't know. Your body's like, what the hell's going on? Uh, you want to give it consistency just like the child does. I think we can always go back to the kids and see th- that humanity in its purest form uh, uh, and, and uh, listening to your body. You know, when children get tired, what do they do? They go to sleep. They don't try to stay awake. <laughs> uh, and another thing to know if you're getting enough sleep is when you wake up, if you feel like you could go back to sleep easily, then you're not getting enough sleep. That's all there is to it. If you feel like you need, even if you wake up and then by mid-morning, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, if you feel like, man, I am tired, I could use a nap without coffee, if you haven't had coffee, uh, that's probably means that you're not getting enough sleep at night. Normal amount of sleep needed, uh, according to these experts and 60 years of scientific studies, over 17,000 papers uh, published, maybe, maybe, I'm sure way more than that, on, on evidence of, of how sleep affects your body and, and, and how much sleep you need. The average person needs at least uh, seven, eight hours. Really, eight hours is, is supposedly the sweet spot. Seven, seven, eight, nine hours, right around there. And I know a lot of people out there are going, what the hell? I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Not enough hours in the day. Uh, but trust me, the benefits of getting sleep in terms of your memory, in terms of making good decisions, uh, if you're uh, of, of weight loss, of diseases, of dementia, of Alzheimer's, of, of cancers, of, of everything, it, anything you can think of, of perform athletic performance, uh, to, 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 to uh, comprehension, uh, mood swings, it's, it affects everything. Everything will improve if you can get on a normal sleep cycle and, and be able to follow it. You will see vast improvements in overall, the whole, the whole enchilada, okay? Everything. You will, you will feel better. You will look better. It'll help you. Uh, it helps your skin look better. Uh, you have a glow about you. I'm telling you, when you get a good, you, and everybody knows, you kind of innately already know this. And obviously you said, you, I said it before, you see it in little kids, but you, you see it in yourself. When you get a good night's sleep, people look at you and like, hey, you look great today. Uh, uh, and real quick, you know, interesting uh, study that they did on sleep is with mental disorders. Interesting study that they did with uh, people with PTSD, uh, people with depression, uh, bipolar, the people that are afflicted with these conditions, uh, they find that sleep can, lack of sleep will trigger each problem in you. And when they get a good enough sleep, you know, when people are like, oh, I had a good day, uh, the people that are, that have these disorders, when they ask them, hey, how do you feel today? And you hear people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm actually having a really good day. If you look back, they probably had a good night's sleep. That's usually what is going on. They had, they they got good rest. And by the way, one hundred percent of all those uh, disorders all have the same thing. They all have sleep problems. They all have lack of sleep uh, problems where, where they where they can't get to sleep. They're not getting enough sleep. It, it, it is affecting their sleep. Uh, and I don't know the chicken or the egg. Which one came first? Was it lack of sleep that caused these problems, or is it um, the other way around? So, I, I really interesting stuff about. And you can, by the way, you can get all that in that book, Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep. I encourage you to go there. And uh, if I'm butchering some of this information, it will clear it up there. Um, and, you know, kind of piggybacking what I said earlier, um, when it 
when I get my sleep, another really good essential part of sleep is having a good sleeping surface. Oh, your bed. Uh, and for me, what has really, really helped, uh, the sleep number bed, because you can adjust the firmness of your mattress. Uh, it has cooling onto it. It's an amazing piece of technology, what they've done, where they're, they're helping you sleep better. By the way, um, uh, it's all over the NFL. A lot of the guys uh, are, are figuring this out. Most athletes are figuring this out about how sleep affects your body. And obviously having a really good bed is going to, to help you sleep better. So when you do fall asleep, this thing adjusts to your body so you don't wake up crampy and, 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 uh, and feeling, you know, you know, sometimes you wake up with a, with a sore neck. Uh, getting a good, good pillow is a, is a huge thing. Invest in a pillow. This stuff, by the way, this is where you want to spend your money on. You know, you don't want to want to, um, you know, play small when it comes to your sleep. That's where you spend a majority of your time is going to be spent in your bed. So that's where, you know, stuff like to, if you want to splurge on yourself and treat yourself, uh, that's, 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 that's really where, where, you, where it should be. <laughs> All right, next up, Corey B. Uh, how many hours of sleep did you get before game? Great question. I got a lot of sleep. And this is before I knew about sleep. I mean, as far as I, I didn't read this book when I was playing, I always innately, it was just, I figured it out. I felt better when I got sleep. That's all there is to it. And really listen to your body. Obviously, it, it's going to tell you you feel better when you sleep. And so for me, before games, I would get at least 10 hours of sleep. 10 hours, and I would sleep well all week. I would try to. And I didn't sleep well the night out and the night of the game because I went out. It was, it was uh, Modelo time after the games uh, to go have a good time. And then uh, Monday night was, I probably didn't get a good sleep, you know, <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> I was out having a good time. Uh, and then Tuesday night is when I got back into my routine of getting really, really good sleep. And so I would go to bed early. Um, all, every all week um and then sometimes i'd go out when you're younger by the way you can get a, away with uh this stuff at least as far as i'm concerned you can get away with it when you're in your 20s uh now everybody out there in the 20 year olds are saying oh well, well i don't need, i don't need this i don't have to worry about this but i think athletic performance for sure though if, if really if you feel like hey i gotta go out and i gotta party uh if, for the athletes out there that i'm talking to or anybody who's in a business you got a big presentation coming up on friday I would start getting good sleep at least two nights before, two, two three nights before. And then as I got older, uh, I remember I used to go out on, um, on Thursday nights. That was my night out to, to party because I wanted to get a good night's sleep Friday night and Saturday night, two nights before the game. But as I got older, obviously I played 17 years in the league, I stopped going out on, even on Thursday nights and started saying, hey, I'm getting older. I, my body has to recover uh, and start treating my body better. And I think that's why I was able to play so effective for so long is because I took really good care of my body, but it all began with the sleep. Obviously, nutrition was an important component, not drinking too much alcohol is an important component, but the sleep was, uh, was to me, a number one on my list. It had to be done. And so uh, that, that trying to average between eight and 10 hours of sleep a night, uh, especially obviously during the season to get that peak performance. Uh, and really interesting too, in the book, it talks about Andre Iguodala, uh, the basketball player, great basketball player from the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they tracked his sleep for a year, and they found that when he got eight hours of sleep a night uh, versus when he was only able to get, or, you know, between you know six hours uh, under under eight hours of sleep a night, 
his performance went up. His free throw percentage went up. His playing time went up. His fouls, personal fouls went down. All this stuff and his scoring went up, uh, I think by 28, 29%. And if your scoring can improve by that much at the NBA level, we're talking a difference of millions of dollars. By the way, your vertical goes up. They've, they've, they've sleep uh, deprived uh, basketball players. Their free throw percentage goes like everything across the board. You know how much the difference that makes? You will, full, you, it, it's, it's hugely important. Any athlete out there playing, I don't care if you're a high school athlete, college athlete, pro athlete for sure. I mean, because now you're getting paid to do this. It really doesn't even matter if you're getting paid. Like, if you want optimal performance, you get to sleep. Sleep they're showing is the most important thing you can do. Uh, and that blew me away when I heard that about Andre Iguodala. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's, and, and by the way, I've heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm sure it's true because the guy's old as hell. Um, and, you know, arguably the best quarterback of all time, talking about Tom Brady, TB12, his sleep routine, supposedly, he gets about 12 hours of sleep at night, 10, 12 hours of sleep a night. And with his old ass, just like when I played, you need it. Uh, it's, it's a performance-enhancing um, legal thing you can do. Le- a legal thing you can do. Your testosterone goes up when you get good sleep. Uh, your decision-making goes up, obviously. Your, perform- your, your, your balance is better. And for me, after learning about this, this is why I'm so obsessed with this subject, because of what it can do for, for your body what it can do for your brain. It helps you, it helps you uh, live longer. That's another thing. Um, people, is a direct correlation to getting sleep. My grandmother is 102 years old. Well, she's going to be 102 coming up this summer. God willing, God willing. Uh, anybody who saw my Hall of Fame speech, you saw my grandmother sitting in the audience. And by the way, her brain still works perfectly. She's still uh, hell on wheels. My grandma's always been there. She still drinks wine. Drinks, uh, the food, bacon, eggs, all the, 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 the good things that people say you're not supposed to do in order to have a longer life. Uh, but one thing that my grandmother did, she smoked for 20 years. And I you know we always hear the outliers, and maybe she is an outlier. I don't know. Um, but one thing that I know for sure that this woman has done, I talked to her after I read this book and after I started learning about sleep, I said, Grandma, how many hours of sleep do you sleep? And I tell me your sleep routine. This just happened uh, about six months ago. I asked her this because it dawned on me. I thought she was an outlier, but then I'm thinking this is the real reason. She said, Tony, I've been, I like to sleep. And I'm like, really? And I go, how, I, when you're now, how often do you sleep? Because by the way, as you get older, your sleep uh, suffers. It's just how there is to it. And maybe that's the normal course of life, how we're, where you're, you know, you're preparing to move on. It's time to pass on. And so your body starts slowing down and preparing for the exit, <laughs> the big, the grand exit that, that we're all going to do. Uh, nothing to fear for, from it. But my grandmother said her, she's sleeping more now than she was when she was younger. And she always slept well, she said. But she's sleeping now. Uh, she goes to bed around 7.30 at night. And I'm like, really? <laughs> what time do you wake up? And she said, I wake up around, I don't know, around 7 o'clock. I'm like, that's incredible. Uh, and then I said, well, you stay up all day, right? You don't, you don't get naps, do you? Because, you know, old, old people, they, they the reputation, the old person needs to get a nap. Um, and she's like, yes, I still get I thought she wouldn't be getting a nap. She's like, yeah, I get a nap. I'm like, how long is your nap? She said, oh, about an hour and a half, a couple hours. And I'm like, wow. 
She's, it's like a baby. <laughs> uh, and when she comes out, she's full of energy. She's, like I said, full of that fire, still cracking jokes, making fun of people, talking shit. That's what my grandmother does. She likes to drink wine and talk shit, and she still can do that because she saw it. Now, she's in a wheelchair. I'm not going to lie. She had a stroke uh, around 10, 10 years ago, uh, but she recovered like 102, but she goes everywhere in her little wheelchair. Uh, and if you ever get a chance to meet her, I highly recommend it. She is a, uh, a, a fire plug for sure. Um, and another, when I was in, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, there's an all-time great man named Buck O'Neill from the Negro Leagues back in the day. I actually had a chance to meet him. Uh, he's no longer with us. He passed away in 2006. But I read his book, and it had nothing to do with nutrition. They're just talking about his life story. And he's same thing, like ate, not, not, nothing really ate, didn't eat nutritional, nutritionally well, uh, didn't really exercise all the time, was always moving. But one thing that, that dawned on me, uh, when you read the book, he, could, he slept and he could sleep anywhere. Like he'd get on a plane and he'd go to sleep everywhere. I forgot the name of the author who wrote his book, Polanski. He was a great writer for the Kansas City uh, Star, one of, one of those papers out there. But I, I got to speak to him, and he said, yeah, he used to fall asleep everywhere. We, I, I went with him on a couple road, road trips, and he'd get on the plane and go straight to sleep. So he was really good at sleeping. He was an expert sleeper. Correlation? Yes. I think that's what, uh, undoubtedly. I, I don't, I'm not even sugarcoating it. I think there's a direct correlation. I, I don't think. Science has shown that... Uh, you sleep well, you'll stay alive longer if, if that's one of your goals. Um, and by the way, the people out there that brag that, oh, I only get about four or five hours of sleep a night and uh, you know, I'm pretty cool, that uh, is, is false. By the, well, it's not false. It's not 100% false. Uh, uh, there are people out there that can get by, that, that can have caffeine late. Uh, there's an enzyme that's in their body where they can drink, drink caffeine, it doesn't affect them. They can fall asleep and sleep in a normal sleep cycle for whatever reason, but, but it is extremely rare. The people out there that can get by on four hours or five hours of sleep a night is, it rounded to the nearest whole number is 0%. So anybody out there who's thinking, I'm that person, no, you're not. No, you're not. It, it is 0.4% of people over this, over um, since they've been studying this, that are able to to get by on four or five hours of sleep it just doesn't work. Uh, and I, I think you know, people out there they they've shown this too. People out there, you you can adjust to lack of sleep to the normalcy of sleep. So when you don't sleep, you get moody, no doubt about it. And so if you're a person who has high mood swings, you get really happy, you get really sad. Uh, there's, and there's really successful people out there like that. I, I know some of them, but they only sleep four or five hours a night, but they're really moody. They're, they don't make good, maybe they make good decisions when they're at, at work, you know, you get a couple shots of espresso, get the caffeine going and you can, you can, you know, it doesn't, doesn't stop you from being successful. I don't think lack of sleep does. Cause I think there's plenty of people out there, uh, especially when you're younger, you, you can still have success and not get enough sleep, but it doesn't. But like I said, we're looking for the wholeness. We're looking for the whole, the whole thing, mind, body, and spirit. I think your maybe your mind um, won't suffer as much when you're younger, when you're not sleeping. But I think your spirit does. I think because now you're moody, now you're irritable, now you're not fun to be around. You might be having all this. I don't care if you're making billions of dollars. You still might not be fun to be around. And the people that brag about that, it's 
it's it's not something to brag about. Uh, you need you need your sleep. So uh, I always obviously make it a point to uh, to get that good that good rest. Next one from Jan B. She says, uh, I can never sleep that long, basically. Uh, I only get two hours of sleep, and then I wake up. Well, uh, kind of piggybacking what I said before, where you have to, you have to find ways to start, learn, learn about this. I'm uh, listening to this. Hopefully, this has helped you. But I think working out, going to sleep at the same time, meditating before you go to sleep, making sure you're not eating crazy foods before you go to bed. Uh, there are certain sleep foods out there. Look them up on the internet. Uh, that will help release melatonin in your brain, all that good stuff, the temperature of your room, the light, the get off the electronics, all that good stuff. It, it, it all factors in and it's only going to help you. Uh, test scores go up. Your, your comprehension goes up. Memory, uh, will be affected. By the way, they've done it before studies where they give, um, uh, lists of numbers to people and they let them, they let them go to sleep. Uh, and they get a good night's sleep after they get this list of numbers or whatever it is, and their memory is better by 20 to 30% uh, than the people that slept only five hours, five, six hours. Um, the people that slept eight hours you, it, while you're sleeping, the magic of sleep. You don't have to do anything. You're not even doing anything. You're just sleeping, and you're getting better now because you're getting a full night of sleep. Uh, and then, by the way, the book will go into the science of why all this is happening, what's going on, these spindles is what they're calling them in your brain. And by the way, the most important part of sleep, people ask that question, I guess, and I, the, I guess the overall answer to that is that it's all important. You have your, your uh, non-rapid eye movement and your rapid eye movement, so that's REM. Non-REM and REM sleep, both are equally as important uh, it's important to sleep all the way through. This is, an, uh, you know, we might as well jump into this too. A lot of people say, okay, what about naps? Uh, naps are good, I guess. Uh, and, and I guess naps are good. If you feel like you need them, there's nothing wrong with getting a little bit of a nap during the day from what pro the, the professor told me. Uh, but understand this too, when you do get a nap, it, it's like a balloon uh, was the analogy um, that you blow up. And when the balloon pops, that's when it's time to go to sleep. And throughout the day, you're putting more air into the balloon. The balloon keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So when you take a nap, though, you let a little air out of that balloon. And so now your sleep time that night might go back a little bit. People talk about taking a power nap. But when you take a power nap, say you do one for 20 minutes, I think that's what they said, uh, which I used to do, but I, I didn't really like them. I like getting my full sleep. And, and I'll tell you why right now. The studies show that Usually, like if you slept six hours and say, well, I'm going to sleep six hours and then I'm going to get a nap for an hour uh, and a half or whatever during, during the day, uh, if you can afford that, if you can do that, that's not healthy. I mean, it's healthy, but what's really important during that night of sleep, when really it's the last two hours, they're saying is probably the most important. That's when your brain is really solidifying everything because your brain is clearing out everything as you sleep. Your body's clearing out all the negative stuff, all the, uh, all the, the, the toxins and all that, you know, like I'm not a scientist, but the, the technical terms are in the book, but it's clearing out all the bad stuff, preparing you for a, a fresh day. It's solidifying the memories it's solidifying the habits, the good habits that you want, the stuff that it's going to do. It allows 
your body from a subconscious standpoint to obey what you put into it, what you want, all the good stuff you want. You want to be more loving. You want to be more caring. You want to be more efficient. You want to be able to memorize certain things, facts. Uh, you want to be able to learn a language. You want to be able to learn the move on the court, the field, side, whatever it is. Your body will do that for you when you get that eight hours of sleep. They're saying that, but really the most important part of it is the last two hours. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important. It's important. What I would recommend is definitely educate yourself on, on sleep, Jen, and look on the internet, Google it, research it, get into it, learn how you can sleep better because it's, it's going to be one of the most important things. Obviously, from what I've said already, knowing two hours of sleep a night or, and waking up every hour, it's not, it's not good for you. It's, it just is what it is from, from the science, from the 60 years of studying it uh, that, that they've been really studying sleep, it's, it's not good for you. <laughs> By the way, looking at sleep from a history standpoint, remember back in the, in the 50s and 60s, you see pictures of those, those uh, sleep, uh, dance-a-thons like, where they're, they're seeing how long people can dance uh, hours and hours and they're going, their people are dancing 24 hours and you see the, 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 the old black and white footage of the person falling asleep on the dance floor and they're trying to keep them up. And in the Guinness world book of records, this man stayed awake for 48 hours or 72 hours or whatever it is straight. You know, the Guinness world book of records no longer does that. You know why? <laughs> cause people, cause you will die. If you don't go to sleep, you will die. That's all there is to it. Within a matter of, I think it's three or four days, whatever it is, you, you cannot stay awake that long. It's, it's so bad for you. A really interesting statistic that I learned is that when you don't get enough sleep, it obviously it affects your motor skills. We know that by now. When you're driving, lack of sleep will crush you. Your reaction is down. Your decision-making's down. And now you're in a car. You're in that, a big, t- t- whatever, two-ton bullet driving down the road. There are more accidents caused through sleep deprivation than there is from alcohol and drugs, according to a stat that I read. And so that's how essential getting sleep is. Just for people out there, you know, you get up and, and, and we've all done it before. You're driving late at night or coming home when that sleep bug hits you and you're like, man, and you start swerving a little bit. Or you, it's, here's the deal. If, first of all, that happens, pull the, the hell over. Get off the road. Call somebody. So many accidents are caused by lack of sleep because your reaction time is, is absolutely messed with when you don't get enough sleep. And they've done it, actually. The, the studies they've done where they've given people alcohol, uh, get them drunk, and they put them on the, court, on the closed course and let them drive cars. What was worse? The sleep deprivation. They're saying if you go four, three, four nights or something like that, I remember, uh, without sleep, that's equivalent to getting in a car and being legally drunk which I thought was, was pretty damn eye-opening, um, uh, which, you know, what we've been talking about this whole time. Get your sleep, folks. It's, it's the most important thing you can do. Um, you know, I was, one of the, the excerpts I was reading earlier uh, as I was preparing for the show, uh, it was like a, it was reading this breakthrough. It says, amazing breakthrough. Scientists have discovered a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer. It enhances your memory and makes you more creative. It makes you look more attractive. It keeps you slim and lowers food cravings. It protects you from cancer and dementia. It wars off colds and flu. It lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke, not to mention diabetes. 
You'll even feel happier, less depressed, less anxious. Are you interested? How much would you pay for that tonic? How much would you pay for something that could give you that? Well, as we've been talking about, it's free. It's free. And you can do it. No doubt about it. You can change your sleep habits and help you uh, have all the things that we just talked about. Happier, healthier, smarter, more efficient, sexier. It's going to help your skin, help you look better. No bags underneath your eyes. Uh, keep your hair. <laughs> like everything. It, it's, it, it affects everything. All the athletes out there. Um, that's why I'm so passionate about this, about this subject. I, try it out. Learn, educate yourself. Please go online, Google how to sleep better, uh, and, and go out and read the book, basically. So I want to read something real quick about that. Uh, and this is for the common cold. Obviously, it's not COVID, so, uh, but I believe, you know, obviously keeping your immune system strong is one of the most important things that you could do right now, obviously. And this is for everybody in the world. Uh, and so I want to read something that I thought was really, really uh, eye-opening about how sleep can help protect you, especially with what's going on right now, all the fear that's going on. Here's something else you can do besides obviously getting you know, nutrition, all that other stuff. Dr. Prather uh, retrospectively separated the participants into four subgroups on the basis of how much sleep they had obtained in the week before being exposed to the common cold virus. Less than five hours of sleep, five to six hours of sleep, six to seven hours of sleep, and seven or more hours of sleep. There was a clear linear relationship with infection rate. The less sleep an individual was getting in the week before facing the active common cold virus, the more likely it was that they would be infected and catch a cold. In those sleeping, in those sleeping five hours on average, the infection rate was almost 50%. In those sleeping seven hours or more a night in the week prior, the infection rate was just 18%. Bam! To me, that is a mic drop statement right there. Now, it was a controlled study, and you know, all the people out there, the skeptical people out there, uh, you might say, well, okay, well, what are the confounding factors and all that other stuff? And, and, but to me, I'm going to take it at face value, what I just read there. Uh, it, that's, I think that's, you know what, that's a good way to end the show. That gets you sleep, protects you. Every aspect of it, of your body, mind, body, spirit will be improved by getting good sleep, educate yourself on it, start to come up with an action, uh, a plan of action, and it will help you live a happier, healthier, more spiritual, more open, fearless life. Everything that we talk about here on the show, uh, I believe it all uh, can be enhanced greatly, greatly by just getting a good night's rest. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again for, for, for joining us, joining me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks to all the people out there that, that uh, submitted questions. Those are great questions. Uh, I love doing this. And uh, that's about it. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Get some good rest. Get some good food. Get some good drinks. And uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Thanks, guys.